0: As you want it to be Really? Oh yeah it's, it's, This is not FCC You want to know about
1: life on the road It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs strippers waving guns And, and fees, fights, cancel flights Running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks Great a Bachelorette <coughs>
0: Drunks in the front Making out through your set And middle acts right. Doing blow more Missing merch And drive the rental car Past another mega church And juice keys Vagina fist, Your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon this is why I'll never retire. I'm gonna be fucking <laughs> working.
2: Well, I told my wife, I said, huh, you know, I got a show, but you know, it's a mid-season replacement. If it's not renewed, I go, yeah, we could buy this house, but you won't see me again." I said, "I'll be on the road working for it." And sure enough, it didn't get renewed. And, right? <laughs> huh? I'm still a Vista baby. You know, I'm in the, every other town.
0: Uh, th- hey, thanks for tuning in the Road Stories. I am your host, Murray Valeriano, part of all things comedy. Say stop by. Say hi to Bill Burr and Al that It's uh, it's 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 a good it's a good place to be. I'm just going to introduce you guys real quick so I can explain why I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> uh, Ian Gatowski, thanks again for sitting in the, uh, the co-host seat. I always appreciate
1: it. I feel like the D-League. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get a call like last night. They're like, they're calling you up for the <laughs> D-League. <big> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the NBA's D-League. You get you the call got a 10-day up. contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I got the contract, baby. I'm out of town for at least a day. <laughs> I get a nice little uh, stipend
0: for, for food for the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I won't mention I called three other people before I called you. <laughs> <laughs> and then a gentleman that I I feel as if I need to apologize for because I feel like I've been trying to set this up with you for about a month and a half and it's all been my fault every time.
2: It really hasn't because I've been on the road too. So it's okay. hard, you know, two comics working rows with yeah. kids. You know, you gotta. It's, it's uh, hard to get that uh, window.
0: Yeah, uh, John Caponera. Thank you so much for coming by today, man. I really appreciate it.
2: No problem. It's not a. It's 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 not a bad thing, but uh, it's just that. It's the four or five getting here. You know, that's the only, that's the only hassle.
1: <laughs> Hitting the southbound you think
2: lanes. there'd be one point in a day where it's smooth, you know, where you can just grab a lane and take off,
0: you know? The worst part is when you anticipate... Oh, it's gonna take me two and a half hours to get there. and then it's like the unicorn of traffic. There's no traffic and you get there in 20 minutes. And you yeah, gotta, yeah. You gotta sit around with your thumb up your ass for three hours before the gig starts.
1: <laughs> I spend most of my life just looking at ways. like I like if I know I'm coming down here, I just have ways set to his address and I'm just like, okay, I gotta leave now. you know yeah, and I, that's on for like two hours before I have to be here just to know what the hell is going on with the traffic.
0: We had really like a ton of traffic coming through my street right here one day. And I mean, barreling, like whipping around the corner, like faster than you whipped around the corner, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew I was late. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> well, if, well, I was, I know, we have, you know, we have a ton of kids on our street, and we're out playing. And, and then finally, my neighbor's just like, I bet it's, watch this. And he flagged this woman down. He's like, is Waze telling you people to go this way? And she's like, yeah, Waze is telling us. So we just both hopped on our ways, and we're like, accident accident and just to get them rerouted because they're just fucking whipping around the corner because this is a major this street right over here is a major artery to get from like uh, Santa Monica to Culver City Uh so during rush hour that's crazy right there that street right there so when you know when they just reroute you right to that street right there we'll be back with more traffic talk <laughs> <laughs> so anyways the 405 north moving free I was looking clear. up there sally well we got a, uh, a amber alert, alert on the 405 <laughs> <laughs> so john you're from chicago right yeah is that right born and raised look at that love We're chicago up
2: there uh started doing a stand up there in 79 oh there it is moved to uh sorry about that you gotta go to the bat phone move move to move to la in uh 85 to do star search (laughs) oh how was that i've had a few stars that's what got me out here you know i i was 29 at Mm -hmm. the time i'd been headlining in the midwest sure when they called to do the show i'm like well maybe this is an omen to to move and give it a shot i didn't have any kids wasn't married Mm -hmm. no girlfriend i said well i'm gonna go so i came out here and uh I ended up winning a couple times, so they had to keep putting me up, which was great because it allowed me to look for an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, some comic introduced me. He said, hey, man, we all play basketball over here at St. Ambrose Church on Fairfax and Fountains. So I went over there and was playing with some guys, and I ran into Jimmy Miller, who was looking for a place at the time. So wow. Dennis's brother. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up living together for a couple years. Dennis said that, hey, there's a place opening up right now in the hall for me. And so we ended up taking that I took the Living room, he took the bedroom and the bathroom was in the middle. Nice. We paid like four fifty a month. Oh, that's what? Great. Yeah, yeah. Wilshire and Fairfax. Wow. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, right in it, man.
0: You're right in it. You're right in the middle there, I know. man. I was right. it was awesome. Four fifty is my cell phone bill I, these I days. Know. <laughs> I know, I was just gonna say that. That's what I pay for dog food. You know, it's like <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? So but Star Search, uh, you know, as much as I make fun of the show
0: mm-hmm. that, it got me out here and that that was thirty years ago. So did you take it? Down or did you get uh
2: I lost to Jenny Jones oh, you're in the, the, the championship. One who lost to Jenny Jones? Get the
1: fuck out.
2: Yeah, well in the semifinals, then uh, no. uh another gentleman lost
0: to her in the finals. But when I, was, I I had the I I had the person who lost to her in the finals. Who was it? Uh continue, I'll think about it. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> um Evan. Evan Davis. Yes during the finals. Yes, yes. But anyway, I was up against her in the semifinals and uh she come out in this real short skirt and her boobs were all pop, popped up, you know, and, yeah, and her hair's all frizzed out. And she was looking like a white Tina Turner. Right. And, and and I knew I was, uh, you know, I knew it was all over for me when Ed we're waiting for the judges to tell her, tell our votes. Right. And Ed turns to hers. Now, remember, Jenny, Thursday bloopers. She was doing the bloopers, bleepers, and blunders show with him and Dick Clark. I'm like, oh, my God, they're already in cahoots together. (laughs) I got a snowball's chance of winning this. And sure enough, as I'm thinking that thought, and the winner's Jenny Jones.
0: (laughs) And the giant, no shit. You know, (laughs) it's
2: funny, though, about, I don't know, half a year or a year later, I'm working down in Tampa, and uh, she just happens to be on the same show as me, headlining the show, you know? And... um, uh, after about the second day, they had me headlining oh. and her middling because she only had 20 minutes. <laughs> right, right. And she would do a Q&A. Oh, you awesome. know, and so by Love the third those. night, the the host was Ronnie Bullard. He was featuring. I was headlining, and she was hosting. <laughs> wow! From the Ronnie so Ron it, Show. It just it just goes yeah. to show you that you know, even though you 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 hit and get a lot of exposure, if you don't have the act and you don't have the time, yeah, you know, like a lot of these kids that win uh, last comic standing and they fill the room up in the Midwest, but yet they don't have the time to do it yeah. because they had fifteen good
0: minutes to their name. You know, there is a legendary comedian female, I'm saying that because that's completely derogatory, sorry, ladies, but <laughs> she is, and I won't say her name, but my manager always reminds me, and because I got out here just at the tail end of the development deal that's yeah. when I got out here, and there is one woman who is known for killing the development deal because they saw so they booked her at Aspen. Saw five minutes, gave her like a five hundred thousand dollar development deal, and she had nothing, and that pretty much killed the development deal. Wow. Was, Can I uh, say her
1: name and you just blink? What? <laughs> Can I say her name and you just blink if it's right? <laughs> and then we're like, okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but I'd be surprised if you heard of her. I'll tell you. Remind me to tell you off. Uh, I don't know. I just feel bad saying it on the show, even though we all, we all know who it is. So I just, I just don't and so I was talking to the, the uh, like this head of uh, like a big uh, big production company. And I mentioned, oh, yeah, you know, when, when did you get out here? I'm like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, at the, right around then we stopped giving out development deals because uh beep. I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, I was lucky. I got
2: in under that curve. You know, oh, good. I, I, I I landed my deal in 94. You know, my manager was Rick Messina. And they, oh, sure. Tim Allen yeah. was a star. He was with Messina, too. And they, mm-hmm. he was doing a show down in uh, Orange County, at a theater in the round. And he said, John, uh, would you you want to open up for Tim for the show in mm-hmm. twenty minutes? I go sure. So, I go down here, and unbeknownst to me, there was some Disney executives in the audience because they produced Tim's show, right? You know, Home Improvement. And after the show, they I had a killer set, and they said, "Hey man, we we think you could be the next Tim Allen. Uh, we want to get some people from NBC out here to see us." So, uh, the shit. next week, they set up a showcase at the Comedy Store and mm-hmm. brought out. Warren Littlefield oh wow I knew this was going down yeah I just called all called all my friends (laughs) called in all my markers and man you got to just come tonight if you never come see me you got to come tonight right and and laugh like De Niro in Cape Fear in in the movie (laughs) theater scene where he's laughing like a crazy man (laughs) and I said just come and laugh and uh you know I'll pay you back tenfold down the line somewhere, you know. (laughs) And sure enough, I had a killer set, and the next day they offered me a pilot.
0: That's great. Warren Littlefield came down, man.
2: Holy crap. Well, he was the president of, of NBC at the time. And, you know, I ended up getting we shot the pilot uh, the good life on NBC and mm-hmm. they ended up picking it up as a mid-season replacement
0: I remember that yeah so yeah. we
2: follow we followed the super bowl 1994 <laughs> to astronomical ratings uh, yeah, yeah. then we go on a regular night tuesday like what the hell happened <laughs> we went to we went from a 30 to like a, a 16 you know it's right. like
0: <laughs> who if i remember correctly who played your kid in that
2: Justin Barfield played my six year old. Okay. And that kid has never stopped working. Really? You know that? He made it bigger than any one of us. Huh. I had three kids on the show. I had a son, mm-hmm. a daughter, and then Justin was six. And he has
0: worked more than
2: my wife on the show, myself, everybody. Oh, wow. Never stopped working.
0: Good, good. And neither of you.
2: Yeah, well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Knock on wood. All of us. Yeah. Keep working, man.
2: Stand up's always been my bread and butter, though. Yeah. You know.
0: What was it like in Chicago because I've talked to Chicago people, but I've only managed to talk to like the Jimmy Pardo era. So I never yeah, really. They were
2: like after me. Yeah, like I, I never
0: really got 85. to. Yeah, I never really got to the early 80s Chicago. I came
2: but. up with guys like Emo Phillips and okay. Judy Tenuta. Okay. Sure. And Larry, oh, wow. Larry Reeb. Mm-hmm. Uncle Larry. Uh, he's still at it too, man. That guy tours with us. Yeah, crazy. That, guy, that guy looked 40 when we were 22. <laughs> <laughs> then when he looked 40, he looked 40. Right. Now he's approaching 60 and he looks 40. The guy <laughs> always
0: looked the same. Yeah. But
2: funny yeah. as hell, Yeah, we all started out at Zany's in, in downtown Chicago. Uh, and a lot, there was a lot of clubs that you could hit up, you know, that's one thing about Chicago. There was a lot of clubs that had open mic night, mm-hmm. but it wasn't filled with comics. It was filled with an audience right. and there was comics waiting to go on because they always, they would always sprinkle in the pros with the mm-hmm. open micers. Yeah.
0: That's smart. You know, So
2: we always had a, a, a crowd that you could uh, judge your stuff on, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just a couple people people, then the rest comics yeah. that they are today. And, uh, you know, you could go five nights a week to a different, place and, and get stage time. And that's why you were able to develop so quick right. in Chicago.
0: So you had Zanies.
2: We had a comedy womb in Lions. Comedy womb? The comedy uh, cottage in Rosemont. They had uh, Who's On First on the south side. They had uh, Is uh, there no, a- Who's On First was in Elmhurst. Okay. Then they had Sanisi's Winery on the south side. I mean, there was just Is there like a, a ton of places.
0: Was there a belly something uh, or barrel? Comedy Barrel or something like that.
2: Uh, there could have been. Okay, well, that might have come like a little I later. Said, I said, I was there from '79 to '85. Then I came out here, mm. and uh, I would still go back every year. You know, sure. I still, I just was just there last week working Zany's in the at the Pheasant Run in St. Mm. Charles. So
0: I work the improv there. We can let's well, just. <laughs> I don't want to.
2: Well, I, I couldn't leave from Zany because they had three clubs and they were so good to me over the years. I, I just
0: sure they still have. Th- they have two in chicago right they have three three in chicago
2: two in the burbs and one downtown oh,
0: okay.
1: and they got they go. one in one
0: nashville Nashville,
1: nashville right? yeah so did you
0: ever do the nashville one am that's no, your hood
1: no, that's that's my neck of the woods but that right. is an insanely hard club to get into oh really Yeah, i worked it, it for years easy.
2: i opened the club back in oh, the early
1: did? 80s when rick Ewitt mm-hmm. ended
2: up buying it down there or getting involved down there and worked it for years and years and then one day uh uh, Brian Dorfman just says, no, John, we're, we're, we're doing Southern acts now. And, you know, really, well, it had, a, it had to do with ageism and yeah, the yeah. fact that I wasn't from the South and he didn't think I could put asses in the seats. Right. And, you know, it's all about uh, what you bring to the club. I don't care how good your act is. If, if they perceive that you're not going to fill the room up, Yeah, you know, you're always at the mercy of the club owner and what they want to pay you. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know. That's the way it is. Yeah. You know? And I'm finding a lot of that now that I'm in my 50s. Right. You know, you get a lot of the clubs. I've worked for years. You know, all of a sudden you get a new manager. He's 24, right out of college. He doesn't know you. Yeah. And then You're penalized because he doesn't know you. You know, it's your fault. Right. That he's new into this, into <laughs> the comedy world. And, uh, you know, you get well, well, just put my name in on YouTube and see what comes up. There's sure. 17 different clips.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not arguing ageism because I I definitely see it, but it's also just the random, all of a sudden, the guy who's been booking you forever decides to quit, and then some 22-year-old girl (laughs) comes in and is like, Oh, I'm sorry, your name's what? Yeah, and you're starting fresh
2: with her. It's like... uh, you know I I I've been working there for 30 years. Uh you know it's not my fault that you don't know who I am. Uh-huh. Ask the waitresses. Yeah, exactly. You know, ask the
0: staff. <laughs> don't ask the blonde one though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she was carrying my child. I don't know what happened after that.
0: <laughs> so was it was a was, was so Los Angeles was hot here in 84 then for stand up, right? Oh, it was it was a great Being time insane. to be here. They had Evening at the Improv, mm-hmm. you know they had
2: the MTV half-hour comedy hour, right? Right. You know they had uh, what was uh, what was out of the fact strip live, comic strip live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, there was just every other week I was doing five minutes on something. Oh, that's great. I got great. all these tapes at home. Yeah, yeah. Over the years of doing these spots, and then you know lately I guess it's all shifted to New York with Gotham and mm-hmm. Carolines and all that. But when I was here. In the mid '80s, mm. it was all out here. It was a great place
0: to be. For my listeners, tapes were uh, <laughs> VHS, VHS's. VHS video recorder things. You, they're about at the size of what is that? A, about maybe seven, a half a firecrackers. <laughs> <inches. Yeah.
1: laughs> it's You're, almost like we're
0: talking about eight tracks. Yeah, I know, I know,
1: you you know right? <laughs> well, I don't sure which one it's off of the a e but I've, the reason I'm a comedian is like watching great comics. And you had a bit that have, has always stuck with me through the years. And I hope you remember it. It was about and I, kayaking in the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> and you're just like, the guy had forgotten his paddle at the Olympic trials. Do you remember? Oh, no, that no. The, 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 I, did, the, I did an
2: Olympic bit, but. Uh, it was about no. the, he's like, I got my hat. I got my sunglasses. Got my lip floss. My gloves. It was the boxer who forgot his gloves. He couldn't. He was couldn't it, box. It was box it was, box. Or he 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 uh, he, he forgot. What well, the one year the one boxer missed? He he forgot his gloves, so he missed. It. Four years, you know, right, he right. trained four years, running, <laughs> boxing, sparring. He forgets his gloves, couldn't mind. box. And another year, the guy just missed the bus that takes him to the arena. <laughs> yeah. He overslept. Four years
1: down the pipe, you know. Yeah, I did a whole bit on that you know, on the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I saw I had to see that like you know years ago, but that one always stuck with me because that was so funny. But I think it was like I, that was on the A and E. I'm pretty sure because I used to like I just used to sit when I was like when I was like 12, 13. I would just sit and watch comedy nights. I stop. did like
2: 11 evening at the Improv. Yeah. You know, I look at some of those tapes and you know some of the stuff still holds water. Yeah, know, yeah. Some of it gets dated because sure, of course, sh- short shelf life. But uh, I ended up hosting one of the shows when I had my series on, in '94. Uh, Bud asked me to host one. But, you know, I had tapes from that. I had tapes from Comic Strip Live, MTV Half Hour Comedy Hour, Showtime, the Full Frontal Comedy. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Just ton of stuff, you know. And ever so often, someone will post it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll post it on, like, if I put my name in mm-hmm. YouTube, another clip comes up that I never even I forgot <laughs> I had. And I go, I don't even have a copy of that. I should download that <laughs> or find a way to get it because that's yeah. p- for posterity's <laughs> sake, you know, show my kids.
0: So, I mean, banging out a different five minutes for television, you, that's, that's a lot of work.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, um, if I knew I had a spot coming up, I would always try to do something I hadn't done sure. on another spot somewhere. Mm. So, uh, you know, as comics, you know, darn well, that you got to just keep writing all yeah. the time. And stuff gets old, you got to toss it. Yeah, yeah. Some stuff is timeless, but other stuff is a short shelf life. And we always have to keep writing because, uh, it. F- first of all, it freshens your act up. Sure, yes. And you can't wait to get to that new bit you wrote. Right. Right. And it rejuvenates your whole, you know, persona on stage mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're excited about doing your material again and and uh, just keeping up with the times and there you know there's always some young kid coming up who, you know who's gonna end up taking spots from you or whatever if you're not if you're not constantly writing you know? yeah so
0: i know I, this this past week we were talking about when i was in las vegas carl the manager or the sound yeah, carl. guy carl everybody loves carl what's up carl you're probably listening he's like hey man I do. I have a joke with a, the the punchline is Darth Vader. And he's like, have you tried Chewbacca instead of Darth Vader? I'm like, this joke has about two weeks left.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of
0: Star Wars being up. This thing's on an album, and Star Wars is fading. So this, this joke's got about heck, two weeks. I
2: think you could use it for a while. I mean, Star Wars has been around since. It's timeless. It's, yeah, it's, Star Wars actually, is timeless. It is, it is a timeless bit because they're timeless. still making more of them. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually resurfaced. I yeah. mean, you probably did it twenty years ago said, "Hey, they're coming back with new Star Wars." I can sip- let me pull that.
0: Where's that in my computer? Where's that Vader joke? Yeah, where yeah. Is that? where's my Vader joke? Honey, where's have you my- seen my Vader joke? Now the other uh, Vader joke. I'm a big fan.
2: <laughs> I wrote a bit years ago about athletes, uh, you know, stupid athletes who have so much money and they screw it all up on stupid behavior. You mm-hmm. know. And now all I do is just insert new name. The, the bit just lives on. I can't kill the bit because there's always some athletes screwing
1: up, you know. So. <laughs> Pull out Jim Brown and put in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I started out with Roy
0: Tarpley back in '85, you know, and then you just move on
2: to Aaron Hernandez, whoever whoever's messing up, you know.
0: Uh, uh. Uh, what was your favorite place to perform back in the '80s?
2: Well, Zane is where I course. started because, yeah. uh, you know, I had a following back there in Chicago. So I was, was always to fill the room up. Mm-hmm. And that was great. Always great crowds. But Cleveland, Hilarities in Cleveland is yeah, yeah. always a great club for me. They just, I used to call it Chicago East because it yeah. was the same type of city right off the lake, blue collar, down to earth, smart audiences, always, you know, wanting to, you to do well, you mm-hmm. know, never coming in with a chip in their shoulder, just – just there, you know, got all the subtleties, right. smart crowds, and beautiful room. I don't know if you ever worked Hilarious yeah, yeah, in yeah. Cleveland. It's just an awesome room, and Nick is great, the mm. owner, and I always enjoyed going there, you know, even to
0: this day. he <laughs> said they want to like, – I, uh, uh, I worked with Dennis Blair on Sunday night. Yeah. You know Dennis Blair? And, Dennis? and uh, I was talking to him backstage, and I get called on stage, and as I'm walking on, he goes – have fun. They want to like you. I'm on. That's a big
2: thing in comedy. Yeah, yeah. it really is. It's a whole difference between they want to like you and uh, th- they're telling you to make them laugh. Right. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Like a New York crowd with their arms crossed. Go. Yeah. What do you got, fucker? Yeah. You know what are you gonna bring to the table? You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that body. And just that's what Chicago fun.
2: audiences are. They yep. want you to do well. Oh, good. But at the same time, they're very smart. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not gonna
0: i say i say i work chicago but it's really schaumburg it's yeah, not, not that yeah yeah it's which true. i never get to hang out in chicago oh, so it's really the great cities I keep, and i keep telling myself yeah, next time suburb, I, yeah. next time i do chicago i'm going in a day early i'm going in, yeah, i know man. a couple of comics who live out there and some uh, friends i just want to hang out and see the city but you'll appreciate this and i'm not my listeners know zero sports Follow None. no organized sports at all. <laughs> Anything to do with a ball, nothing, man. <laughs> Got nothing. But I lived in Indiana. In that the, where you grew up? Uh, I lived in Indiana for like four years, a short spot. I, I, I was born in Tennessee, but I primar- primarily primarily grew up in New Jersey. But for four years, I lived in Argus, Indiana, uh, which is about two hours from Chicago. And my first baseball game was at Kaminsky. Kaminsky Park. Kaminsky Park. Kaminsky. Yeah, I, I grew
2: up six blocks from there. Oh, I used, really? I used
0: to walk to the park. I was... Six maybe, and wow. I was and I was like, "This place is scary," because <laughs> this was like yeah. late seventies, you know. And uh, even at six, I was like, All right. "I don't
2: think you ever forget the first time you walk into a major league ballpark."
1: Dude, I'll tell you what.
2: sled Ath- Ath- aesthetically, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it like wow.
1: Especially ones that I, I've always said Chicago because I've been to twelve uh, MLB um, stadiums, and Chicago always sticks out to me because only there's only two parks that are built. Um, earlier than 1969. And it's, it's Wrigley Field and, and um, Green Monster there in, in Boston. And that yeah. is shit is like right dead in the square in the middle of the city. And when you walk in and you see that green field and the old scoreboard, there's just something. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the most massive, rampant fan of baseball, but walking in, it was just like this you know, unique mystical experience mm-hmm. yeah. of just like, you're right in the middle of the city. You just see this green grass and this, the energy of, and just like optimism. Uh, the greatest thing about being a human is, is just hope because those <laughs> people, the people, the Cubs All of Wrigley. Yeah. are so fucking positive. And I'm like, you are the team that has the least to be positive about, <laughs> but you're the most happy people every year for the Cubs. You know, no you know what's what? funny <laughs> about Wrigley is it's, it's people
2: treat it more like an experience yeah. going to the game than sure. the game itself. Cause just, so much other stuff going on, all the bars that you flow into when you come out of the park, the bleacher, the tradition, on the, the bleacher bums, the scoreboard. It's almost like sometimes people go there just to say they went there to sure. see it, You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, when you're 30 games out in April and in, in, in September and the place is packed, you're like, why is this? <laughs> what is going on there? It's so right. special. But because it's one of the few parks left in the whole country that was you know uh wasn't redone it's been there from day one people want to see it and be part
0: of they it did, so, haven't they been so offered they money to buy it out and like big corporations to buy it out and stuff wrigley
2: yeah uh, yeah but uh the town uh would would not ne- would never allow it that's to great be, i love that i to love be moved that moved or anything yeah and so what they're doing is just uh renovating and everything the guy put a ton of money in it oh good all that he had a big battle with the people across the street that used to watch it from the big buildings right yeah yeah the, yeah. the, bleachers you know, the bleachers apartment own, yeah they
1: got the bleachers on top of the buildings there across yeah. the street so people can watch and they but yeah
2: they were suing the cubs because they were the new scoreboards were blocking their view now uh. <laughs> uh, and they had a deal with the cubs the oh, cubs they were did? getting kickbacks from the oh. people that went into the buildings and watched it from the roof
0: ah uh, chicago
2: and the I new guy boy. didn't want it the new guy wanted big scoreboards yeah. and so he fought them and ended up winning and now uh, you, not everybody can
0: watch it from the, the roofs. Oh, that's hilarious! The Cubs <laughs> got a kickback from it.
1: <laughs> well, I was working Dr. Grins. You guys ever done Dr. Grins in uh, Grand Rapids? Grand Rapids. Yeah, I was doing that place, and I was I I had a six p.m. flight. The game was at two. It was raining and cold as shit. And I'm going like, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm going <laughs> for it. And I found like I went on StubHub, found a ticket right behind third base. Awesome. And yeah, and it was like the most awful day. It, was just, it just sucked, yeah. but it was so much fun to be a Yeah, part of I that. mean,
2: I, and I think that's why people uh, go because it's uh, there's so much uh, history
1: there, you know? And Chicago is just a cool. Like, you take the architectural tour through there. If you go back, you got to do that through the river. Mm-hmm. after the big fire. They reap like, so many. It's like um, architects from all over the world came in and helped rebuild Chicago. It's just one of the most you fascinating book, huh? city. I, the I, I, Devil I in the City? No, I haven't. Good wh- book? What is it I've, called? A white. white
2: the Devil in the City. It's about uh, the the uh, a serial killer around the turn of the century, or eighteen eighty-three, or something eighteen seventy-three, or something. When they had the World's Fair there. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, they had these architects come in from all over the country the world, yeah. to help put the World's Fair together and build the buildings and everything, and yeah. the parks, and and uh, you know, people came from all over to 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 see all this. And uh, th- this guy was just picking people off left and right on. The oh, south really? Side of Chicago. <laughs> Jeez! But the self just does not help. No, a but good it's, reputation. it's interesting. The, book, <laughs> the book's a national bestseller. Right, right. Uh, but it's about uh, you know this crazy ha- thing happening at the same time as the World Fair, and it was it was the book was about the killer and the architecture. How <laughs> great yeah and the architecture of the, oh, the city yeah that's, a real crazy mixture wow that's
0: incredible i love that yeah, that's yeah, amazing so, but, yeah it's uh, something about the south side i, I know a, a, a girl from the south side who's a comic and we we got into this little joke twitter war and then stephanie the m- uh manager of the improv and she's like don't don't fuck with her she's from the south side
2: like, wow still all right <laughs> well that's where i'm from and you grow up quick there it's yeah. uh, you know it's uh it's tough man and, and uh you know you, you you learn to adjust really quick. You become streetwise pretty quick. You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's it's, it's and that, of that way and that way it's a it's a whole other
0: uh thing other than book smarts that you grow up with which you take through the rest of your life. Sure, of course, you know? man. <laughs> of course. Um I was I let off with this and I never followed up with it. I apologize why I'm so tired today. Um I, all my listeners know how I deal with the last show at Vegas. Uh I go down around six o'clock, give the valet guy like five bucks and the bell guy, five bucks, like have my car here at nine 37 or whatever it is. And you get right off stage and, and I'll go right on. on stage. I don't even shake hands. I'm on the 15 by nine I'm home by midnight. Not this time. <laughs> Not this time. I get off yeah. and I'm debating. There's a huge storm coming in. I think I told, I told the comics about beforehand, a huge storm coming in. So I'm debating on whether I should drive home tonight, that night. And, uh, Carl even Carl was like uh the manager was like I don't know I don't know and uh, but then the storm cleared up and so I'm like I'm going for it and I get right to the home stretch and a semi jackknifes catches on fire I mean blazing on fire shuts the whole freeway just blocks all five lanes shuts the whole freeway to a parking lot for two hours and, and I couldn't even get pissed because that guy is dead like <laughs> you know what I mean really? like that guy like I'm just watching it and I'm going, take as much time as you guys need, man. <laughs> like I wasn't, I, you know, I threw on never, not funny. And it was just, just the wind that it t- was the wind that, cause I don't know. And I know I got a lot of drivers who listen to this and you guys listen to this on the way be careful out there. Just be careful when you're driving, man. Um, but just that you gets 30, 35 mile per hour winds that just will just pull your car. Yeah. Into that, because you get uh, you those know,
1: gusts in the desert, yeah. You Come whipping off the mountains and into that, and into those valleys, and I' was yeah. you're just like, "This! Oh my god!" Just, no, you I've whip. seen.
0: A- there were a couple times where, like, there were three times where I was like, "Shit!" Like I thought for sure, you know, your foot comes off the pedal real quick. You, you go to ten and two.
2: I hey man, I've seen shit. it. I, yeah. I was driving up the Mammoth and at mm-hmm. three ninety five.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And a wind wind took a
2: a, a van out in front of me. Ugh. And I pulled over and started helping people. It flipped over and helping people out. You the know? wind
1: just blew it over.
2: Yeah, it was like a camper. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the wide body camper and it just. <laughs> right over. Holy you know. shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I, I'm surprised all those people live too. It was yeah. like
1: freaky. It was like a, yeah, Santa Ana winds, man. I'm not sure if that's what they're called. I don't think <laughs> that's <laughs> no, not no, what they're these called. These aren't Santa Ana. But I, <laughs> it's, it's, but it was, it's, it's just like. Here
0: like it's you don't know man like it's just trip you spend a lot of time on the road you know there's a lot of deaths on the road you know what i mean like yeah
2: yeah, and you never know because in the midwest the scary thing is that black ice you know oh yeah you just never know when it's gonna hit yeah Yeah. you're driving along talking all of a sudden your (laughs) your car's going out (laughs) of control you're like
0: what the hell happened you hit black ice it's scary as hell well i try i try to keep it safe man you know i mean i've I was, you know, I was ninety percent not gonna drive out that night, but then it just, it just cleared up. But then the, and I, you know, with weather. dot com, you can do like an hourly. What's it gonna yeah. be at like one in the morning, midnight? It said nothing, but god damn it! As soon as I got near Victorville, it started. <laughs> i'm blowing my car and i got a honda element so it can pick up wind yeah man
1: it's like a box
0: going
2: so yeah, it can pick up uh, wind yeah not very aerodynamic <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm just waiting for robo boards to get up to 800 miles per charge and then i'm just gonna hit the sidewalks when i tour from here on through <laughs> Have like a, those little robo boards again yeah, just like have like a little hitch to the back all right my merchandise what between. are those things called
0: robo boards yeah, is that what they're called That's what i oh, thought
1: I, I don't know. Those no, they have hoverboards now like legit hoverboards. Really? I think Lexus made one like a legit hoverboard. Yeah.
0: Are you talking about the things that you stand on Yeah. Well, you go they look like
1: Every asshole in LA has right yeah. now. Yeah. They look like <laughs> they look like segways without
0: the stick. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's lame. I think New York banned those from the yeah. streets.
1: So like New York has just like no nonsense. So just like fuck you and fuck your robo boards. It's yeah. <laughs> just like, just express yourself. Do this. If this is what you want <laughs> yeah. in life. It's
0: good for the, the environment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Various ways to get around the town. <laughs> so John's got a book out.
2: What? Yeah. Believe it or not, I, you know, I work the ships a lot and there's so much downtime on yeah, these yeah. cruise ships. Oh, so yeah. I ended up writing it oh. just to fill in the hours. But uh, it's most – it's autobiographical, but Mm -hmm. it's pretty much geared towards young comics, Mm -hmm. aspiring comics. I try to, you know, drop some knowledge over the years of what's happened to me. And so maybe you can learn – cut some corners just through – my life, or whatever and Chap- things that I went
0: through. Chapter one: Don't get into a contest when the uh, other comic has a mini skirt on and a push-up. <laughs> and and big tits. That's actually in
2: there. <laughs> well, I have a whole. I have a you're whole chapter
0: hair. on Star Search and everything. You know, <laughs>
2: you know, but uh, there's also a bunch of stories in there sure. that's happened to me over the years. Road stories. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, so if you're a comedy aficionado, you might dig the book and. If you're a, an aspiring comic, I think it could really help you a lot.
0: Oh, uh, We have both of those listeners on this show. A lot of uh, aficionados and a, and a lot of aspiring comics, man. What is your favorite uh, story, uh, road story from that book? Give us a little
2: Oh, a little my taste. God. A little, taste. Uh, it's just it's a, a little our, taste. What kind of
0: rated show is this? <laughs> okay, as cool. R as you want it to be. Really? Oh, yeah. It's, this is not FCC regulated, and my mom doesn't listen. So. <laughs> I was working at Club Vic in the early 80s. Uh,
2: Punchline in, in Atlanta. Right? Sure, yeah, yeah, still there so anyway i was i was I was opening I was a middle act, and I come off the stage and the, these two blondes come up to me, the co-eds from South Carolina they were on their way down to uh spring break mm-hmm. in Florida, but they stopped in Atlanta to break up the trip, so they say, "Hey, man, we really liked your act. you want to go out for uh, with us and so we went out to a bar and then when we went out to breakfast and we're at this taco joint having breakfast, and I'm you know i'm I love Mexican. I got jalapeno peppers on everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just dousing it because I love jalapeno peppers. So i am eating it. And then we go back to the condo. I hook up with this one chick and we're at the comedy condo and we're in bed and, you know, you know, heavy petting ensues. The next thing you know, she starts yelling, my <laughs> is on fire. My <laughs> is on fire. Well, I, you know, here I think I got the golden touch, but it's the jalapeno <laughs> juice that's still on my fingers. Oh, so she... She does a bee light for the bathroom, right? And I peek in, and she's sitting on the sink, splashing herself. I jump in the bed, put the pillow over my head to keep from laughing. <laughs> but anyway, afterwards, you know, we uh, after the burning subsided, we had a you know a, a great night and a yes. good laugh to boot. But anyway, cut to, <laughs> cut to thirty years later. I'm working at Hilarity's in Cleveland, right? right? And I'm at the bar afterwards after the show. I'm just sitting there. And a girl comes up to me and she says, um, hi, John. And I went, hello. She goes, "Uh, do you remember me? I says, I'm sorry, should I? She goes, do jalapeno peppers ring a bell? (laughs) Oh, wow. I almost fell off the stool. (laughs) I said, no, get out of here. She goes, no. No i'm the girl from atlanta the punchline and she was at the show that night i'm like i'll be son of a bitch
0: well i'm glad my mom doesn't listen uh (laughs) she said
2: she goes no i saw your your picture outside when i was with some girls on a girl's night out and you know i I goes you live in ohio you know she was from atlanta or something. oh yeah sure down south south carolina and she said yeah i met a guy and we got married and he lived in Ohio. We have 3 kids and uh,
0: it, w- it was just too funny, you know. Hilarious. But that's
2: one of the that's one of the sure.
0: stories, you know, but I always say it's your uh, it's your generation uh, who ruined uh, relationships from comics and waitresses. Cuz now <laughs> It's like you. It's like you walk up to a waitress at a comedy club. She's like, "Leave me alone." I'm like, "I just want order. I just want order a Corona." (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: no, quit hitting on me. I'm married. I I just just want a
1: bitch. (laughs) 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 I just need extra marinara sauce, fucking. (laughs) Come I'm not. I ended up marrying a waitress from
2: the comedy store, and I've been, you know, we've been married twenty three years. Oh, I've been together with her twenty five and got three kids. But you know, I mean, what do we do? We're on the road constantly. Mm -hmm. Who do we meet? We meet waitresses at clubs. Sure, sure. No, but you know what? Every once in a while you hit a home run. I have a camera. chapter in my book. It's called A Single Man's Game. Mm-hmm. And it talks about, you know, if you really want to be a comic and you wanna thrive and you wanna grow and you wanna get anywhere, it's best to be single because the, the job itself requires you to travel a lot. Sure. Work you know, you're time. you you do not know if you're gonna be out two weeks or three weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're home one week. And, you know, as soon as you have that kid, it just throws a wrench in everything because now you got to juggle between time and away, you know, you don't want to be gone and be the absentee father all the time. And then when you are gone too much, your wife bitches that you're gone too much and she's got to carry the whole load at home. And and now it becomes a juggling act. Sure. You're missing baseball games and you're the absentee father Mm. and. It's really hard when you throw the kids in the mix.
0: My wife and I really try. I have a four-year-old, which is why my cutoff is the same time as Tuesday because I have to pick him up from school. And we try to flip-flop. You know, she, she went back to work yesterday, which is why I had to make that fucking hellacious drive back to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> so she went back to work yesterday. So now I'm going to be the stay-at-home father again for three months. But as opposed to last time, I did, I, I, I planned ahead. So I'm booked pretty solid locally. You know, uh-huh. Palm Springs. You know, Temecula, Irvine, Brea, Hollywood, right. Ice House. So I can keep it in and still get out at night. You know. Yeah.
2: Well, that's you know, but but that's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's just face it. When you when you get married or you have that kid, the whole comedy scene changes for you. You yeah. can't be as free. You don't have the freedom. You know, and and the hanging out, which is just just yeah, just hanging out
1: and networking, yeah, yeah. just
2: hanging out and networking, finding out what's going on in the scene, yeah, yeah. being around to audition for commercials or voiceovers or whatever. You know, when you're gone, they go down the list Mm -hmm. and they just pick the next guy, yeah, and then you try to stay home and go out for stuff. And if you don't land anything, your family doesn't eat for the month, so. You know, when I was single, I could come back and take the whole month of March off and just audition for stuff in pilot mm-hmm. season. You mm-hmm. know, then I then you have kids. You know, like, well, man, if I don't get out and do some work, <laughs> yeah, exactly. or if I don't land anything, we're screwed this month. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, you know, that's uh, there's a lot of stuff like that in the book. You know, yeah.
0: And, uh, I even like I just because I I try to go out one week in a month. That's my that's my gig right now. I try to go out one week in a month and uh, hopefully you know hopefully pick up make up for it writing wise. And, but just being out for a week in Vegas this last week, I really feel like. My son grew an inch, you know, oh, yeah. and and he's 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 like, that's because he did. <laughs> <laughs> he is massive. Yeah, my child. brother is a huge. My brother, my kid is a gigantic kid. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's 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 a size gonna be, of a
1: regular sized human being. Yes, he he was born.
0: born. He's, he's, born. Got he's, a, he's got a bitch. he's got a tattoo. That's actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: he goes, who's that man in the kitchen
2: making a sandwich, man? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. your yeah. father. Yeah. Oh, he did got we get fat. a new gardener.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's your four
1: year old son. <laughs> well,
2: I try to talk about that in the book. The loneliness of the job. Sure. It's just, yeah. I don't think people, you know, they see us performing, getting all these laughs, you know, banging waitresses and all this stuff. You know, they don't see the other side once you have kids and all mm-hmm. that. And the, you know, you're getting all this love and affection on stage, and then a half hour later you're in a hotel room watching HBO eating a Domino's pizza playing with yourself. Right. I right. mean, that's the that's the the big high and low of the the gig. Yeah. You know, and I, I remember uh being in Michigan somewhere in March. It's snowing outside. Mm. I'm at a Red Roof Inn. You know, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I had no car, there was nothing within two miles walking distance, it's snowing, and my wife has given me Play by play on the phone of my kids' little league gang. Oh, yeah, they were in the championship. The both of them were in my two sons, and you know, telling me, Yeah, yeah, Jimmy's up now. He's He's got one strike on him, there's a man at first. You know, she's doing the play by play, <laughs> and I'm glued to the phone because I'm missing it. Right, know, I'm right. missing my son's little league uh, championship because I'm in Michigan because I got a gig. And I just remember hanging the phone up, going to bed, and, and crying myself to sleep mm, wow. because uh, the loneliness of the gig, or yeah. or being on a ship and stuck in a little cell of a room, yeah. and then you feel real out of sight, out of mind because you're out at sea in the middle of the ocean.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, you
2: know, and you can't get a cell or you can't get a contact with an email, and then you really yeah. feel like you're uh, out of sight, out of mind, and so a lot of the book. Talks about the loneliness of the job mm-hmm. and what it's really like. It's, yeah. it's just it's uh,
1: sacrifice is the big word. That's what I always tell people. I, I had friends that like had a kid and they're two years in. I'm like, so you don't want to be a comic then, right? Because like I'm sorry to say, but like you're two years in and you're having a kid when you got to go on the road and really work this shit. Like you, you can't choose the road, you know? Because you know, like my, the reason I'm out here right now, I'm married, I have zero children, and my wife's like, I'm living in a strange man's house. You've been a road comic for twelve years it's time for you to like my wife's like it's time for us to go to la because at least i'll be able to see you right and she's right and i'm like okay that that works for me and everything like that but when you're a young comic starting out and you got kids it's a very hard transition to make it not to say that you can't right but you know it's a much harder go when you're a young comic and you've got kids at home
2: oh I, i don't you know the guys that start out and have kids you know and then they hate their job and decide i want to be a comedian (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! I, I, there's just no way all, yeah. the chances of rolling the dice, yeah.
0: you know, and hitting the <laughs> and eleven. Hitting, you
2: see, you're not gonna. It's not gonna happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man. I call it the comedy lottery, man. You're really winning the is. comedy I mean, lottery. I
2: I, I, I made it intentional not to have kids. The, f- you know, I didn't even have my first kid till I was 39. Right. I didn't nice. even get married till I was 36 because I wanted to pursue this. I wanted to give myself a legitimate shot. Sure. You know, and and, and I did, and I did end up getting a series, and Mm -hmm. I did – I've been to the plate a few times and yeah. hit home runs, sleep. and there's some guys never get to the plate because mm-hmm. they got too many things, kids and wives, and
0: or it's hard, or you know? they bang too many women's and get too many drunks on the on the road. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you know, it's like, you know, like a lot of people come in and think it's oh man, you you hook up and you get drunk and you know get high all the time and like yeah, if you want to stay at a certain level, keep doing that. You yeah, know? right.
2: And I love these guys. You work the road and they don't want to get up for radio, and I'm like, dude. Well, what, how are you going to put joke. asses in the seats yeah. if you don't get some exposure? You're the one bitching about radio getting up. And I goes, then you complain about what the guy's paying you because you can't put any asses in the seats. Mm-hmm. So these guys that bitch about doing ra- early radio, that's part of the job. Yeah. That's part of your job is to get up and do early radio to promote the show to try to get your your brand out there and your name out there and mm-hmm. some exposure. The whole job's exposure so you could put asses in the
0: seats. Yeah, yeah. No, I love I love morning radio. I've I've always been a radio guy, so I've always loved morning I, radio. I have never anyways. had a
2: problem with it because if you know if I could fill the room up, the guy's going to say I'm
0: bringing this guy back. Yeah, sure. And you're not being a what do you? All of a sudden, this comic doesn't want to do radio and fuck. All right, fuck that oh, yeah. guy. He's a Caponeiro. Caponeiro
2: will do it. We'll bring him in. Pa- he won't be back here. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a club after uh, the you know I-, I walk in and the guy's going. Uh, talking about the last week's headliner. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, that he'll never be back. That guy bitched from the time he got off the plane to the time he left. I, I don't care how funny he is. He's a right. douchebag, and I'll never have him again. You yeah, know, yeah. So, you know, I talk about that too in the book. You mm-hmm. know, you know, just keep your nose clean and do a good job. Don't bitch. Yeah. And, and you know, because if you get a guy of equal a talent, and the and the booker's got to book someone, he goes, well, you know what? I'm going to go with Joe Blow because he's not a dick like this. Yeah, guy.
0: he's easier to work with. Yeah. My favorite and I probably tell this story every time Ian's on, but my favorite morning radio was when
1: we did morning radio up in Reno at Catch. Oh god, with the with that guy from Milwaukee. Oh who's the guy? He was, yeah, he was like a Green Bay fan.
0: I don't I don't remember. The 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 host of yeah, the radio a, show? Yeah. It was a guy and a girl. Yeah. It was a guy yeah. all I know is Have Ian seen? and I this is before I was married, this is before I had a kid. And we went out and just tore it up the night before. The just, night before
1: was every night when we were in Reno. <laughs> that, was a, that was a hard, long week, but very much fun.
0: And we stumble into morning radio, and these people, they're just annoying as crap, these two. And then we're just like...
2: A lot of them don't know how to interview. Comments. Yeah, yeah, and they don't know they, how to... They, they, they try to be funny. Yeah, they're in Reno. They, don't let, yeah, you, they, they don't, don't let you go and do your bit. They right, step right. on your bit. They jump all over it because they don't know you're in the middle of a, a, a rehearsal. Her bit that you've been doing for years, yeah, exactly. and you know it's funny, and they want to get in there,
1: yeah, and they sad. break in their story halfway through your bit, and I'm like, yeah. fucking what? And what are we doing? You just got we got to the, go to your story. Yet? I haven't even <laughs> got to the punchline yet, and you're stepping on me.
0: You know? So we end up we 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 just fumble our way through this. We have a good time. They're like, you want to stick around for the pop culture section? I'm like, pop culture, right? That's my that's my scene. Poor that's day. my jam right there. <laughs> Let's do this. But then they start talking about American Idol, and I've never seen. American Idol in my life, man. It's just like everything I'm against. And then uh, Ian and I are just drawing blanks, uh, way hungover. Yeah. And then she goes, she starts talking about this person on, a, on American Idol. And she goes, well, I'm really a fan of the Dark Horse. And both Ian and I go, well, oh, let's not bring racing <laughs> You have no clue who she's talking right. about. She, you should have seen her. <gasps> we got to go to a commercial.
1: <laughs> she starts freaking out. Yeah, they were a big thing because I got notes the next time I'm through. It's just right. like remember that this is a country station. A lot of Christians listen. To. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> I think they got senses of humor. No. Yeah. No. You know what no, no. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. Good Christian. I've been doing this. St- I've been doing this stuff on religion, and I've always texted Ian when I'm in Vegas and doing it. I love, and love just, it.
1: I, I keep pushing. Him. I'm like, please.
0: And do just the, this, the, please the, the, this.
2: the the quickest hip- way to alienate half your
0: audience. Seriously. Yeah. Politics or religion? Seriously, man. And I go More like the
2: NRA stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, you want to alienate half your audience? Those, talk about those three subjects. Yeah.
0: but John, <laughs> my background is my dad was a preacher, so oh, I Well, then a you have to
2: talk about yeah, it. Exactly. It's in
0: your blood. So I always and I noticed that this week is is when I do this one joke and it, and it it's really polarizing. It'll it, one 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 show it'll just get a huge applause break. One show it'll get complete booze. You know, one show it'll be split. <laughs> and this the show jokes. and this show was split. And then the, the interesting thing about it is I I, I call him on it. And I go, "Oh, you're such good Christians in Las Vegas, and then you see them just and like hypocrisy, like yeah. then they'd see it in themselves, and then they laugh and clap and and yeah. they can oh okay, oh uh, yeah, all done right, being
1: offended now, yeah Are okay. done being right. offended can, we, can
0: we go
2: because on with the show
1: let's move on, yeah, yeah, I mean, all right.
2: I remember being at the improv, and I'm talking mm-hmm. to the people in the audience, and this person's from Utah, that one's from Utah, this one's from Utah, yeah. I, goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you. You, you, What's the religion there again? Mormon. You Mormons love the party. I, I'd love to meet this John Day. What was the guy's name? John Smith. John Smith. Joseph yeah. Smith. Joseph, Joseph Smith. Yeah. You know, the, he must have been a party animal. <laughs> and they're all laughing yeah, about yeah. it, you know, because yeah. it's the truth here. Yeah. Who was this Joe Smith? Was he a real party animal? Because everybody I'm talking is from Utah. <laughs> How did you, did you do Vegas in the 80s? Oh, yeah. I In 85, when I came out here, mm-hmm. uh, I ended up being put up at the comedy store. Uh, I mean, at the Hyatt next door to the comedy store.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I sure. I am doing
2: Star Search. So I went in there one night because it was right next door. I said, mm-hmm. is there any way I can get up? I'm doing Star Search tomorrow night. And they said, well, let's see. So I, I ended up getting up mm-hmm. having a nice set. And they said, Mitzi wants to talk to you. And I'm like, who's Mitzi? She's the owner of the comedy store. <laughs> And she says, hey, uh, are you here for good or, or are you just coming out to do the show? I go, no, I moved out here. I'm going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And she goes, call in Monday for spots, you know. Nice. Well, everyone starts shaking my hand and patting me on the back. I'm like, what's going on? They go, dude, there's guys working the door here, seating people that have been trying to get a be a paid regular for two years. Right, right. Know? Wow. So I didn't realize it was a big deal, but she had a room at the comedy store in Vegas mm-hmm. called the Comedy Store at the Dunes. Mm-hmm. And she would bring me there at, at least once a month. Oh, nice. And it was like a $2,500 gig for the Whole week. Holy shit back then, you Yeah, back and you, in 85. Oh, nice. And no, comedy's the only business money. where you, we're actually making less money than we did in right, the 80s. exactly. <laughs> you know, the cost of living goes up everywhere, but we're making less money, you know? <laughs> How
0: does that figure?
2: Only comedians <laughs> go down. Right, right. You know? But uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Have, so I used to work there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, have
0: you seen the big change I, in Vegas since then? Yeah. Like, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, at the time, there was the improv uh, over at the Riviera. There mm-hmm. was a comedy store at the Dunes. Mm-hmm. And they had something going at the Playboy Girls of uh, Vegas. And they always had a comic opening up for them. Mm-hmm. But um, that was pretty much it then. Now yeah. they have a, a comedy club and, like in every other casino.
0: Yeah. It's a big. A lot of comics are moving a lot of kind of. Uh, yeah, we
1: were talking about that last week. So we were going out to we were going to Pasadena. You had a show at the Ice House. Uh-huh. I'm talking about, I was like, I got a friend that just moved out there about comics. We were talking about, oh yeah, oh, yeah. moving to Vegas. I'm actually debating it
2: myself because uh, really, I'm trying to down, I'm trying to downsize and 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 semi retire. Mm-hmm. You know, and my a lot of money invested in my house. Sure, and if I sell the house, I can, really can't stay here. Because then it's just parallel.
0: Right, yeah, exactly. You
2: know, it's the same taxes and everything. But if I want to make a killing, I could go to, you know, Phoenix or Vegas or Albuquerque mm-hmm. or somewhere where uh, I can make get a bigger bank for my box. Sure, sure. And Vegas is one of those towns where I could get a lot of work and just sleep in my own bed every night. Yeah. Because I don't want to travel as much. So yeah. it, it, it's actually an option I'm thinking of.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's did. Oh, super I, cheap. I up, had man. Dennis Blair on last week. Uh, and he, he's like, yeah, he's got... He's got a, a, a guaranteed show. He's in he's in he's in X country the R the R rated topless country show. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a gig. Yeah, totally. Hey, yeah, yeah. No, it, and it's pleasing to the eye. Yeah, you know, it's 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 an R rated hee haw is what it is. It's hilarious. So he's got that, and then on the weekends he heads out on the road. Then he's got it, you know. Then he's like then fallouts left and right, you know. Plus booked ahead of time. The guy's working all the time. Yeah. Well, I
2: mean, you know, you can work from Vegas just as easily as you can work from any place in the country sure. that has an airport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
0: well, a lot cheaper than where we're at now, that's for sure. Well, You know,
1: and I'm seriously considering it. You know? mm-hmm. Well, if you do convey like my buddy that moved out there, he was living in Florida where I was living in Florida and he moved out. I mean, he's paying nothing for a big, huge fucking house in a gated community, right? It's, like, yeah. less than what I pay for a one-bedroom in NoHo. Right, right, right. Right. And he started doing, like, convention work, and they're giving him, like, 10 grand a show out there. He's like... There's a comic? Like the, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. And he's got his own show that he runs and stuff, too. But, I mean, he kills it just yeah. moving to Vegas. He's like, it's stupid out here. It's stupid <laughs> because there's... Every business in this country and around comes the world out there to have a convention. Used to, yeah. to have a convention. They always want entertainer. Like he'll just do MC work and they pay him ten grand. Like all right, I do one. You, you know. Just yeah, doing and like if you goofy get shit, you know? get some
2: corporate booker there that does yeah, like comics, yeah. and you seem to work out, you get called. You'll probably get called a lot.
0: You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he kills. Drop you know? a couple dimes for a couple new suits. You're fine. Yeah, That's it. yeah. Hey, Go get you a know, tailored what? suit and light up the world. Yeah. you got the
2: improv at, at Harris, mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. got the Laugh Factory over at uh, the Trop. Trop. You know, you got uh, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett's room right across the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a oh,
0: there's a There's a lot of work there. There's a new place called Jokester that just opened at the old where the old really? st- where the old LA comedy club I think be, there's I think. a
2: Bally's got something going on at Bally's yeah still,
0: yeah oh know? Bally's I like that room in Bally's because yeah. it's just it's a glass wall and it overlooks the strip it's just beautiful. Nope. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. But then they tear it down. It becomes a dance club. Yeah. <laughs> and the, yes. sta- the, the stage is about the big as this table right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So what's what's coming up for John Caponera here? What's what's next? Where are you going? Well,
2: I'm actually going to Vegas. Oh. Uh, uh, just where you were. Oh, yeah. Are you leaving? Are you I, doing I'm, this week I'm, I'm or are you next week? I'm doing the 16th week? through the 21st. Oh, okay. Cool. And uh, I'm jumping on a ship on the 6th uh, in the Caribbean uh, uh, carnival ship. And then... Uh,
0: How many many, shows are you doing on that ship?
2: Uh, You do five shows. Oh, wait,
0: which one is this? Carnival?
2: Yeah, Carnival. uh, They got like 24, 25 ships. Yeah. There's two comics on there every week. uh, What's so...
0: Do you have to be clean?
2: Do you have to do, do, do a they dirty? It's a family-friendly show. You do a half hour with kids. Yeah, and then oh. they have a half-hour R hour show, which anything goes. Oh, really? Yeah, they tell the audience right off the bat. Okay. If you're easily offended or sensitive, Stay now's out. the time to leave. Okay. Because we're not we're not getting any letters.
0: How many? So they fo- <laughs> they warn
2: them ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. I like and you that. really have carte blanche to do whatever you want.
0: I, I like that blatant. Uh, yeah, we, we don't want to deal with you if you get offended. But the thing get is, out. you do
2: three different half hours mm-hmm.
0: of of R, okay. and then
2: two. Clean. <clears throat> I know you could repeat these shows, but people come back. So right, I, right. I ended up putting five shows together.
0: Oh, that's smart. But
2: I, you know, I've been in this thirty-five years. I have the material. Sure, sure. And I don't like repeating because people come back. Yeah. So I've ended up putting all these different sets together. That
0: How do you deal with the kids? Do you have? It,
2: it, you know, it, 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 it's hard. I ain't gonna. Yeah, I ain't yeah, gonna, no, I
0: agree. You
2: know, sugarcoat it. You you have to have family material. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of these people don't even watch their kids. I like, see, so, you know, they're running up in front of the stage. <laughs> you know, it's like, really, folks, you're really not going to, you know, tether your kid next to your side and right. watch the show. You know, so they make an announcement before the show. Folks, if you have kids, please keep keep a hold of them. Please sit with them. You know, and then they they call it a family-friendly show. So they think you're going to be like juggling you oh, know, yeah, balloons are making balloon animals or juggling or something. It's <laughs> folks, this is just a clean show. Right. I'm not going to be making, you know, balloon animals up here <laughs> or, or, on or, or stage. juggling <laughs> anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- th- it's just means it's a clean show. <laughs> right. you know? But I've got enough stuff over the years that I could do a clean show. I've done corporate gigs. Sure, of course. So of course. Like, I don't like to- tailor it for the kids. I tailor it for clean material for the adults. Mm-hmm. And if the kids are there, so be it. All right. Do you right. Like the work on the ships no
1: no you know I You're do like, it yeah. as a
2: means to an end you sure. know yeah. I'm there to I'm there to to pay my rent mm-hmm. you know and uh you know it's just that you have to make x money x amount of money a month and if a ship you know uh has yeah, a yeah. has a booking for you the thing is i I got so tired of over the years tracking down these club owners yeah you know renegotiating my uh my 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 deal, and right. trying to get them on the phone and then not calling you back and you trying to hound them down. You know, you get a cruise ship agent. They say, what what books, What books? weeks do you want? Right. You know, let's fill in your calendar and you call one person yeah. and it's done. And you give them their commission and that's
0: it. Yeah, yeah. yeah food's so covered, I, I ended covered.
2: up doing the ships out of out of uh, just, you know, um, frustration. Sure. And throwing up my arms and going, I'll just do some ships because I can't get
0: have these guys on the on the phone anymore? Right, you know? right. That's my goal for 2016. L- limiting the middleman. That's my goal because they're. I don't think we need them. You well, know that's, what I he mean?
2: Did. I had a I had a manager for years, mm-hmm. and he only wanted to step into the arena unless I had a TV deal. Of course, or TV or or commercial or mm-hmm. something to do with residuals. But for clubs, he said, "Ah, you do your own club thing." That, <laughs> he wasn't going to make anything on the clubs. Right, right. Because that's like nickel and diamond for him. Yeah. So. I ended up yeah. being my own manager anyway. Yeah. You know, because ninety percent of the work are the clubs and
0: the shoes. Yeah, totally. totally. So
2: it just sucks when you gotta be the manager and the mm-hmm. and the act, because you can never be the bad guy. <laughs> you always have to be the good guy, right. but you still have to work talk about money and and everything else. So, yeah. you know. All right. It's a tough
1: so, is there So is there any part of you that misses those old – because, like, comedy – I've been doing this since 2003, and I've, I've seen comedy shift tremendously mm-hmm. in just the, the short time well, I've what been doing
2: it. Well, what's shifted a lot is that the exposure now is a lot different from exposure back when I started. It was still a coup to get on The Tonight Show or Letterman. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys could have really catapulted you. Yeah. Now, you know, you, you could become an internet sensation overnight if something goes viral or, you know, you could just produce your own stuff and throw it up on YouTube. Or, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, back when I started in 79, 80 and all that, you know, you had to get on a show to be to be seen,
1: yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's
2: why back in the day, I did all these five-minute, you know, evening at the improvs and comic strip live, you know. That was exposure, you yeah. know, and it really did help. Mm-hmm. But now, you, you it's, know, you, it's all internet. It's all YouTube. It's,
0: it's almost all, like, and I'm not dogging on late night, but I – I will say this and I don't think I'm telling tales out of school. She's a friend of mine, but I knew late night was over was when my friend Maria Bamford did the tonight show her first time. And the next day I was writing at NBC. I saw her uh free uh temping the next day, temping at the thing. And back in the day you do the tonight oh show God. you were set. Yeah, you, you start know? getting bookings yeah. right And then that was and then Maria didn't build a Become who she was, and like this was like nine. Uh, this had been like 2000, 2001 or something like. She's that. She's one of the
1: greatest comics. Yeah, and, it, and that was like five
0: film. or six years later before she even blew up.
2: It, wow. do, it doesn't make you like it did years ago. Yeah. You know, there's too many avenues out there now. There's mm-hmm. all these cable stations and all these blogs yeah. and all
1: these stuff that. An oversaturation. It's such and an oversaturation, over-saturation
2: yeah, yeah. that a Tonight Show won't. You know. Like did you see my Tonight Show? No, I'm sorry. I'm in bed by 11. I got kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't even watch it, you know, so I don't even know who's doing these shows mm-hmm. anymore. But it's, you just don't have the same impact it had years ago because yeah. there's only a handful of stations.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, You know, the, the crazy thing that I've noticed on the road, is like, I open for one guy that's on a television show now, and he has a hard time pulling. I've also opened for, like, a lot of ex-cast members for SNL. Anything that's nostalgic, mm-hmm. those people sell tickets like that. But if you're on TV now, unless it's some massive thing, which this guy's on a pretty big show, by the way, I mean it's not an easy sell anymore. No, you get, could be a, a you circle. could you could be a, a sh- on a show as an ensemble
2: player on a TBS yeah. show or something, and no like one still knows you. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Correct. It's like, wait a minute! I'm 100%. on a national show on
2: CBS yeah. that airs once a week, and I'm a regular yeah. member of the, of the cast, cast and, and yet I can't fill a room up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you got people on YouTube that are getting bigger hits, filling up rooms more. Yeah. Because the kids will will find the the biggest. You know, I will I will u-
0: I will say this again. I was bumped heard <laughs> Irvine Improv for an internet girl who does uh, dirty uh, songs on a ukulele. Hell's yeah. And like, like, like surf city, sur- like beach boy songs too. Like not even like, all the, beach and it's songs? like, jer- it's like jerking in the USA or something like, that. Oh, I swear to God. Anyway, um, this, uh, this, uh, this finishes commas, commas- the section of the show I call comics bitching for the last five minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to go pick up my son. So, and we're wrapping up. So I want to thank John Caponero so much for coming over. I'm glad. What's the name of the book?
2: It's called A Life in Comedy and it's on Amazon. It's a download. You can download it to a Kindle or a, Awesome. I will put know, the
0: link up on the Facebook page and the
2: I'd website. I appreciate if you do that. If you're uh just getting into comedy, I think if you read the book you're going to get a a real re- reality check mm-hmm. of what it's really like. The loneliness. Right. You know, the cruise ships, the, the being on the road and Living out of a suitcase, all that stuff, yeah. I think
0: comes to light in the book. The dangers of jalapeno peppers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the dangers of touching your dick when you've just eaten spicy food. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> thanks for thanks for doing the show. I really appreciate it. Check out John and Ian when they come to your town. They're very funny. Thanks, guys, for listening. Okay. Peace. Take care.
1: You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs and Blacklists, bounce checks, great, a
0: bachelorette Drunks <laughs> in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow more, missing merch and Drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon